Um, she's not a guest. She's just one of us, right? I um, remember when, Dory, when you left, at the last week, we presented her with flowers. And I said, Dory, this is your garden. We are all your flowers because you planted good seed in us. And, and we are growing because of what God has done through you and spoken to us through you. And we are just your garden. Well, it's, it's, a, it's still a garden. And I really believe that God is causing it to flourish. But it's because of those who have gone before us. And so I honor you this morning as being that master gardener. <laughs> that built something that we could all come in and enjoy and continue to flourish in that garden. So would you please help me welcome Dory Mendering this morning. Thank you. I hate gardening. Sometimes we do things we hate. No. <laughs> it was a pleasure while I was here, and we had just so much fun. And all the Lord used to do is, is say, um, just make a living room for my daughters so I can come and just be amongst them. And you know where two or three are gathered in his name? There he is. If two agree on anything you pray, it shall be answered. But two or three gathered... I will be there. What a deal that he is in the middle of us. It's so good. But I do love to see pretty gardens, and so I'm looking at one now. i got to walk out of that somehow. <laughs> I just came to be a midwife today. I just want to deliver babies. I used to do that at the hospital if their doctor was too drunk during the night to deliver them. And then we would have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing. You get these little babies, and, you know, I just want new birth to come into our lives today <laughs> and, and have new life, and maybe a new thought will come to you. Maybe a new way of handling a problem will come to you. And then after you, uh, maybe you get delivered, like the baby gets delivered, that's good. Maybe it will bring you from a dark place, from the kingdom over here of this world to the kingdom of his dear son, and you'll be part of the kingdom of light. Um, and then after that baby's born, they're all sticky with junky stuff. And then we have to wash them. And I hope with a word today, you'll be washed with the verses that I share, because the reading of the word washes you. It recalculates your heart, girls. If you ever get down in the dumps, you need a recalculation. Get in the word. It will wash you. It will change you. Or lift up your hands in worship. It recalculates your heart and your thinking. Because most of the time, if we're in a problem, it starts with our thinking, doesn't it? And so we want to get out of that somehow and have a recalculation, just like we hear so many times. I want to help you grow. I want you to see that you have a, a bright future. You really do. Um, that you have a precious father who walks with you. And then the baby, they lay it up here and let it just be loved. And that you all know how loved you are. It is so amazing how loved you are. Is there any chance those uh, that verse is coming up? 
Okay, I'm ready for that verse. This verse has helped me so much. And it's Psalm 13, 5 and 6. And it says, I will trust in your unfailing love. I will trust in your unfailing love. Really trusting how much he loves us. I will rejoice. That's something you're going to do because you have rescued me. I just really realized how I was rescued just this week. I was, um, I had a doctor's visit and it was somebody I'd never seen before. And he says, um, when did all this start? And I said, 2016. And he says, well, I want to go back and I want to read that a minute. So he went back. And he's sitting there reading for about five minutes while I'm just waiting to see what he's reading. And he turned to me and he said, you almost died. I thought, oh, well, I remember them saying, you're in a life and death situation, but I didn't much care. I didn't feel it. I had peace. (laughs) But now that I'm really with it, he told me I was almost dead. My goodness. So I realized he rescued me. Yes, he did. I will sing to the Lord because he's been so good to me. And this is out of New Living Translation. And this morning we sang about unfailing love. I will trust. Will you really trust in his unfailing love? Will you really trust? I went to a conference a while back in Ohio And they said we could come up for an impartation for them to pray. And so I went up for an impartation, and I didn't get one of the guys who I wanted to pray for me, right? And so this young lady comes up, and she prays for me, and she says, return to your first love. I wanted to hit her because, because... I am praying all the time. I'm asking God about everything. And he directs my way by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm thinking, I didn't leave him. Return to your first love, woman. What are you talking about? So I went back and I sat down and I said, God, you're going to have to show me what this is. And he said, there's an area you're not trusting me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Okay. He said, if I asked you to pray for a dying person, you wouldn't do it. What? What do you mean I wouldn't do it? He said, well, since your husband died, you think they think, why would she pray for me? She prayed for her husband and he died. So I don't want her to pray for me. Look at how that was hidden in there. And he caused this lady to say that to me in the power of the Holy Spirit so I could recognize I wasn't trusting totally in his unfailing love. Trust is a big thing. I will trust. I will trust. One day I was praying and um, God says, quit telling me what to do. He talks to me like I talk, so it's okay. (laughs) Okay, but this was really good. He told me, quit telling me what to do. I got it. And so I thought, okay, you got it. And I thought, quit telling me what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. 
He says, you're telling me how to do it. And I was in a picklement between having a certain surgery or not, and I didn't want to have it. And so I would pray about it. And, and um, one doctor told me something, another one told me enough, another thing. And I'd wake up night, and I'd think, well, if I do it, she told me not to do it. So if I die, she'll be sitting, I told you so. And I had all these things going through my head. And so I thought, Lord, what am I going to do? Now you're telling me not to, not to tell you what to do. And all I was saying was, have that doctor sick the day of my surgery if I'm not supposed to do it. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, it's just a good way for me to know if it's you or not. But then when he said, don't tell me what to do, I got it. Don't tell me what to do. I got it. Well, I was reading this book at that time, and I thought, I'm just going to go and read the book. So I turned to page 106, and it says, neither should you expect to tell God how to do the job. <laughs> but how can this be? Oh, my goodness. Uh, he said, God doesn't need you to tell him how to order your life. In fact, he doesn't even require that you tell him what you need. Your assessment may be completely wrong. What God does need is your willingness to do whatever he asks, to go wherever he sends you, to try anything he gives you a heart to do, even if you think you can't do it. He needs you to pray, God, I'm here. Do what you want with me. I'm open to your touch. Help me to hear your voice, to see what you are doing. I'm willing to serve you, Lord. I'm ready to go. Where I'm not willing, please change my heart. Look at, how can that even happen? You know that I quit reading at that place. It's a great book, The Power of Brokenness. So um, it, it's, it's just amazing how God works in our life and how he, you can follow the Holy Spirit. And that's what I really want us to do, that you leave here today and you don't just have... Uh, we can retreat with God when you come to church, but that you live with him all week long and he helps you. Do you know others will grow in the Lord when they see answers to prayer? And you know, it says that you'll pray in secret and he who sees in secret will reward you openly. I rarely tell anybody very much stuff, but I'll pray in secret. I know he's watching me pray in secret, and then he will reward openly. And then when others see answers to prayer like that, it causes them to trust God and to walk in his way. Ladies, you're carrying the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, you bring an atmosphere into a room. We don't even recognize it. We don't know it. I, had some, I go to the tent sometime in the summer. In, in Howard City, and a lady came up to me, and she said, thank you for being here. You make a difference when you're here. I, what? What? How do I make a difference? Well, maybe, um, uh, maybe um, it was because I walked out the week before, and um, I just saw this man, and God said, lay hands on him. <laughs> so I'm walking out the aisle, and I just went, be healed in Jesus' name. And I just kept on walking. I didn't say anything else to him or anything. Well, I found out later that was her husband. 
You know what? Just follow the Holy Spirit. You bring an atmosphere. You are light in this world. You're like a city set on a hill that can't be hid. You can't be hid. And it's not the city that goes running to help somebody. They come to the light. Don't you say, look, there's Chicago. Isn't that sharp? Let's go. There's New York. That's what you are. You're a city set on a hill that can't be hid to bring a change. So I pray we won't miss this moment today of what God wants to do and that you'll draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. This could be a life-changing moment for you today and you don't want to miss it. So I pray that you'll have ears to hear everything we talk about, that nothing you need to hear will slip by and it will bring a change. So I feel today like I'm just an instrument, maybe on an airplane, but you're the pilot. Maybe I can show something that's going on in your life, but you're the pilot. You're the one that makes the change. So whatever we do with the information we have or the word of God that we have, you're the pilot to make that change. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, but he doesn't have to be in charge. We can be. We can do it in our flesh. We can just act like we want. We can think like we want. We can have unforgiveness. We can be mad at people. We can be rude. We can just make things harder for other people. We can act however we want. Unless you elect that Holy Spirit as president of your life. He needs to be in charge. We need to submit to him. So we walk then in the kingdom of God instead of the kingdom of this world. So be sure you're just being led by the Holy Spirit. And letting him um, teach us to number our days. He hears the cry of the righteous. He delivers us out of all of our troubles. That's what the word says. He binds up our wounds, physical, emotional pain. He'll heal that broken heart. So today, let Jesus minister to you. Get truth for your own life. You can't change somebody else. You can't change your husband. May as well quit trying. It just makes you crabby. It's true. He makes, it makes you crabby because then you're always mad. And then guess what? Your husband looks great and you look bad. <laughs> it's true. You can't change somebody else. God has to change them and they need to submit to him for change. You keep loving you keep doing what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. So when he says, uh, when he says, um, um, let's see, 1 Peter 3, 9. Bless him so you can be blessed. Well, I don't want to. Okay, then don't walk in victory. He tells us the way to walk in victory. And we look at it and say, well, I don't want to do that. 
It's too hard. Why do I always have to be the one to do something good? Huh? Wait a minute. God's given us a way out. He said, I'll tell you what. If you don't fight with him, bless him, and you will be blessed. Do you want that or not? Well, my feelings are so strong that it's not really, you know, it's too hard to do. Well, you don't want to be led by those feelings. It doesn't give you a way out. If you want a way out, you're going to have to take the words way out. So if it says bless, I was at a, um, I was at a funeral last week. In fact, it was your mother. And um, a lady came up to me and she says, Dory, I got to tell you something. I've been holding unforgiveness all of my life so long. And it hurt so bad. I could not stand how bad it hurt. And she said, one day I was reading the word and it said, pray for those who despitefully use you. She says, the day I started praying for that person who was despitefully using me, I got free. Now, wouldn't it be worth it to do it God's way? So she stayed free and she says, oh, I just love the other person so much. Huh? I looked at her and thought, you're nuts. No, no, really, you have to just, <laughs> you have to do it God's way. But it's a choice we make to let him really direct our life. The way is in the word. You get washed by the word. Your heart gets recalculated by the word. So just remember, you do want to change it. Um, so the verse, I'm going to trust I'm going to rejoice because you rescued me. Well, he, re he was able to rescue you because you did the word. And then I'm going to sing and worship because he is so good to me. No matter what you go through, gals, through it all, you learn to trust in Jesus. You learn to trust in God. God wants to be your best friend. What are you going to say? Delete or accept? He wants to help us through life. He wants to deliver us from, take us through, to. Okay, so I went to this conference. God delivers you from, he takes you through, and he takes you to something else. So, this guy ahead of me turns around, he looks at me. He says, um, you won't be excluded anymore. And he turns back around and thought, I won't be excluded anymore. What does that mean? Well, I pictured a couple couples going with me somewhere maybe, and they're walking, holding hands, and my husband's gone, so I'm walking either in front of them or I'm walking in behind them. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I won't feel that exclusion anymore. Well, he turns around again. He says, you think your life is done? It's not. He says, you've got a destiny to go to, and you're going to finish it. So, oh, that's good. That was good. So he rescued me because of that unfailing love, because he's been so good to me. And you can say that about your life. God delivers you. You feel trapped or whatever. He delivers us from takes us through, and takes us to. So Proverbs um, 
3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. That'll screw you up, really. Seek his will. He'll show you which path to take. He'll have a path for you to go. Just don't go before he tells you. Just do what he tells you, because he's just wonderful. Maybe you've been caught in the same situation for a long time, and you're getting tired, like the lady that's bent over for 18 years. Who feels like they've been caught in a situation for a long time? Put your hands up. Anybody? All right, keep them up real high. Okay, the whole bunch of you feel like you've been caught in the same situation. I'm going to speak to it, and you're going to get free. Okay? 18 years, she's been looking at the ground. All of a sudden, he comes along and says, Woman, thou art loosed. You're loosed. You're loosed. You're loosed. It's going to change. You're loosed. You are loosed today. God said he would change people's lives with simply saying this morning, um, You've been bent over long enough. It's time to rise up. And you won't do it by your own boot trap straps. He's going to help you. So you are loosed. You can straighten up and live in the thing. And you have power over the enemy. You maintain your dignity. Don't let somebody put you down into some thinking that God doesn't even see you like that. God likes you. He says good things about you. Don't take somebody else's words as more valuable than what he says. I mean, whose words are important? They're his word. So be sure you know who you are in him. And he says, you're mine. You're my child. I love Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. You are my servant, for I have chosen you. Every one of you, he's chosen you. I've not thrown you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right arm. He's going to show you who he is in the storm. He'll give you power to walk on that storm, just like that song. I love it how the Holy Spirit just does that. Don't you like that? Like Peter, you know, he, he thinks he sees a ghost walking on the water. And he said, oh, if it's you, call me to come to you. So he says, Come. Peter gets out of the boat, walks on the water, looks at the waves, starts to sink. And what did Jesus say? You don't have enough faith. I'm going to let you drown. No. He reaches out his hand and helps him back to the boat and brings him into safety. You feel like you're sinking? He's not going to leave you there. He has unfailing love for you. He's reaching out his hand. He said, come on, Peter. I know the billows are high. I'm going to take you back to the boat and put you in safety. He has unfailing love for us, ladies. Oh, he is so good. Satan fights your future, not your past. He's not fighting something from, you say, oh, my past is off and whatever. Pfft, he doesn't care about that anymore. There's chance for healing for you to go on to your future. He doesn't want you to have your future. 
So he'll fight your past, or he'll fight your future, but not your past. God's got a higher purpose for you, and um, we want to find out what that is. Remember, don't let someone else determine your worth. If they talk down to you like you're stupid and you're dumb or whatever, (laughs) what does that mean? God likes you. No big deal. They say bad stuff. That comes out of their heart, not out of yours. Their heart is speaking because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So every day you get a chance to have somebody call you. Somebody swore at me last week. (laughs) I looked at him and laughed. I thought, that doesn't determine who I am. I didn't even correct him. I hadn't heard that word for so long. It made me laugh. (laughs) What has it got to do with me? Nothing. It came out of their heart and out of their mouth, and I had nothing to do with it. Don't let somebody else determine your worth. Don't dwell on how big Satan is or whoever he's using. Like, he's so big. Talk about how big your God is, just like David did. How big is your God? Let that power flow through you. There's the power of the Holy Spirit that's just waiting to to lay lay on somebody that somebody has changed. Let that flow. I felt this morning I thought about my eaves troughs, and I thought, gee, they were so full of leaves. You should have seen me out there. In the fall, I was trying to get the leaves out. <laughs> I took a rake and tried, and then I took a hole and I tried, and then I just looked at them and thought, forget it. <laughs> but you know what? When it fills up with leaves, that water can't flow. And so I thought this morning, I thought, you know, that's kind of how we get sometime when we're so full of everything that's going on that the water can't flow, the Holy Spirit can't flow and get out because there's something jamming it up. Oh, let me tell you a good one. I, this is so fun. I was going away, and um, I pulled the car in the garage, and I couldn't get the garage door to go down. And because I was going to be gone... I didn't want to leave it open, and so I'm just trying to figure it out. I couldn't, so I called my kid at work, and I said, hey, I can't get the garage door down. What do I do? He said, well, check the remote and do the one in the garage and see if you can get it down. I couldn't get it down. So then I went in, and I sat on my Davenport, and I said, God, you're the only one who knows why that thing won't work. I don't even know who put it in. I don't know who to call. Would you tell me why that doesn't work, please? He said, check the rake. The rake? What's that got to do with the garage door? So I went in, and I looked. (laughs) I looked in the corner, and there was a rake. There was one leaf, a little brown leaf on the end prong sticking in front of that little red light. One leaf. That leaf stopped this red light from connecting to that red light. And I stood there and I looked at that. And I thought, God, that's what we do sometime. We have one leaf in the way. And then we can't make that connection to you. And then life won't work. 
I shared that with a lady the other day, and she started to cry. And she says, I lost my mother. She says, and then my dad came home with another woman right away. And, and then he ended up marrying her, and I felt like I lost my mom and my dad. And she says, she was mean, and she said, that's my leaf. That happened so many years ago. It's in between my connection with God. She said, there are areas of life I can't make work, like my garage door wouldn't go down. Areas wouldn't work because there was a leaf in between. So check yourself out. You got anything standing in between you and God? Some unforgiveness, some bitterness. Hey, bitterness is nutso. Hebrews 12, 15, where it says, you look diligently into your heart and see if there be any root of bitterness troubling you. <laughs> so I decide not to forgive and not to, not to get rid of bitterness. So I get troubled. Okay? I, I choose that. I get troubled, and I defile everybody around me. I'm a crabby, crabby person to everybody around me because I won't do the word. Girls, this is so important that we do the word. It is our way out. It's like here's a door opening in front of you. You want to walk out of that, honey? Don't care anymore what they think or what they say. You just go ahead and walk down this path. Quit being unforgiving about everything. You can't walk there. Matthew 18 says that you get delivered to the tormentors. Well, then you have a horrible day. And everybody that sees you says, man, what's wrong with them? Oh, we end up looking bad for what they did. It is not fair. But God shows us how to get out of it. Let the Holy Spirit be first place in your life. Have expectancy for your life to change. You are anointed and appointed by God for an abundant life. You are anointed and appointed. Say that to yourself every day. I am anointed and I'm appointed. And I'm, so I want you to stop and think, what do you value? What's most important to you? What drags you away from Jesus? Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for I've come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you're my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. Lord, you guard everything that's mine. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me, do you? I will not be shaken, for he's right beside me. Are you shaken? No wonder my heart is glad, and I will rejoice and my body rest in safety. Isn't that good? I love that psalm. So if you got any leaf there, girls, let it go. Be aware of your inner vows that you might have made. I will never trust another man. I will never spank my kids because my parents beat me. You don't want to make these kind of vows that um, you're declaring that you're in control. I will never, I will never, I will never, I will never. Greta, I think we've said that once in a while. No, not trust, but. <laughs> okay. 
So what you're, ha what you're doing in vowing is you're making promises to yourself. They're not directed by the Holy Spirit. You don't want to make promises to yourself. Then you're in control. So I think that sometime we need to say, forgive me, Lord, for being mad, taking my life into my own hands. And I break that vow that I made. I'm not going to let others de determine who I am anymore. And I just thought, falling for God, say yes to his extravagant proposal. All these things are extravagant proposals. And you are an extravagant, extraordinary woman. I saw this on TV one day. It wasn't like this because I couldn't remember it all. But I said, dear friend, it's God talking. We haven't talked for a while. I called and you didn't answer. I wrote you letters, but you didn't read them. The word, maybe? I'm waiting for you when you're ready. I'll be here for you because I love you. He said, ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. I, I'm going to go just in closing to a different a different thing because your answer for a lot of stuff in life I need you this is caught can you help me I can't get leaves out of my eaves trough and I can't get this thanks okay I'm hurrying I the Probably one of the biggest powers there is is peace. He is the prince of peace. And he is the one who says that he wants to give us peace. So if any of you feel agitated in any way today, I believe there's going to be a blanket of peace that's going to come over us and receive his peace. Receive it. Peace destroys the authority attached to chaos. The Hebrew letters literally mean this in the Old Testament. The world has to have no chaos in order to have peace. So we can't live in this chaotic world without receiving the Prince of Peace and receiving his peace into our life. So, just want you to get that sentence. The Hebrew is to destroy the authority attached to chaos. Now, get this important verse. Romans 16, 20. God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet. Isn't that interesting? It says the God of peace and not some power of God. Peace has power. So your way out of all this stuff we've been talking about is the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet to destroy the authority that's attached to the chaos in your life. Peace is so powerful. 
What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. It's part of what the kingdom is. So when I go and I go to pray for someone, the kingdom of God has come to them because Luke eleven twenty says, if I were the finger of God cast out a devil, the kingdom of God has come to them. If I were the finger heal, the kingdom of God has come to them. So we are the kingdom of God. It's in us. And so we can lay hands here and say, Peace be unto you with your delivery. Have a beautiful baby. Push that little honey out and then love them when they lay on you. It's so good. Peace, peace, peace is a power to destroy chaos. Don't wait till they write rest in peace on your tombstone. You need to rest in peace now. God's peace is fulfilling. Oh, it's so wonderful in the middle of some chaotic thing to have peace. Okay, listen to this. Psalm 34, 14. Depart from evil. Do good. Seek peace. Like you look for a phone when you lose it. Seek peace and pursue it that amazing? Seek peace and pursue it. 1 Peter 3.11. Hate evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Seek peace and pursue it, girls. This is your way out of a lot of stuff. We're going to seek peace and pursue it. When Jesus was in that boat with the disciples and he was asleep and he said, we are going to the other side. But he's sleeping and the boat is filling with water. So they wake him up and they say, Master, we're going to perish. And he looks and he rebukes the wind. And then he says, peace be still to the waves. Rebuke the cause. If, if Satan's causing some stuff in your life, you rebuke that wind. That's the cause of the waves. Rebuke it like he did. Then he said, peace be still. Peace be still to these waves in my life today. Peace be still. Peace is powerful. What do you say in your time of stress? We have our feet shod with the gospel of peace. That means wherever I walk, I can bring peace. Sometime when I read that, I get prickly on the bottom of my feet. And God says, it's really true. You have peace where your feet go. Ladies, you can all be women who bring peace wherever you go. Wherever you go, into a restaurant or wherever. One day, a, a waitress got saved in a restaurant. And I said, why are you asking? Said, well, I felt peace in this booth. Plus, when I pour your coffee, I listen to what you're saying. <laughs> OK, got peace. Had a waiter one day come and say, man, I feel something in this booth. Can you, can you tell me why I can't get rid of some sin? And I just looked at him and said, you don't want to. <laughs> Whatever. Really true. Gotta want to. God will help you when you want to. Oh, I gotta tell you a really good one. My husband was an insurance man, 
and a photographer, but we had to go to the President's Inn for an insurance meeting. I did not want to go. I sat all Saturday afternoon crying on the floor in my back room because I didn't want to go. And um, all of a sudden, I thought, you know what, God? Okay, you're telling me to go. I will go. I will go, but I'm asking you to make it worthwhile. So we go into President's Inn. We walk in. And we go past this table, just like this hunk of tape on the floor, and we walked by, we didn't see anything we wanted, and there was a lot of booze there, but we didn't take any. And we went over, and there were seats like this in a, in a semicircle, about three deep. So I go down, Gary saw somebody he knew, and I just went down and I sat down. I said, okay, God, what? So I sat there, and this gal, this is so unbelievable, but it's actually true. This gal right here in the seat ahead tipped her seat back, looked at me, and she says, can you tell me why I need God? <laughs> I could not believe it. I couldn't. I spent the next hour and a half with her. Gary never came back. And he just said, what is going on? I said, she asked me why she needed God. And I said, why are you asking me that? She said, well, see that man over here? She says, I'm here with him and he's married. And she says, all of a sudden, I feel like that's not right. Oh, really? <laughs> really? It is so fun to trust the Holy Spirit, to be where he wants you to be, to be able to be used like he wants you to be used. Women, you're extraordinary women. You have the power of God in you. Walk this life according to the word, and it will bring so much blessing. It will just be wonderful. Your feet are shod with the gospel of peace. John 14, 1 and 27. My peace I leave with you. You believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, my peace I leave with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. His peace will guard you. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to just cut here. Don't let chaos keep you from destiny. Uh, be a peacemaker, even in your home. It's a good place to stop or start. <laughs> no, I think stop was right. <laughs> no, it's start. <laughs> Come against things that are robbing peace from you. He came to set the captives free. And peace is powerful. And you know, if um, you command chaos to leave in your life, God creates order out of chaos. He wants to heal us physically, emotionally, step into what God's doing. Let the invasion of heaven come into your day. And then you remember, don't step back. Fulfill your destiny because other people need you. God will never disappoint you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. He can't do something if you refuse to give him what needs to be changed. It's like the guy when Jesus said, okay, bring forth your withered hand, and he shows him his good one. That doesn't do anything. You got to show him the withered one, the weak one, and then he healed it. You are valuable, ladies, to your heavenly father. And you don't have to beg for what he has already given. And remember, pray in secret, and he'll reward you openly. That's Matthew 16, 6. 
or Matthew 6, 6. Can't read it. You know Psalm 1 where it says you'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water? Everything you do will prosper. Your leaf won't wither. The Sacramento River, with the drought that was in California, everything was dead except these trees along the Sacramento River because their roots went down deep. Let your roots go down deep into God. When you have a spare minute, don't run and do something else. Take time with him. Read the word. Sit before him and let him change your life and show you what's going on. If, if I wouldn't have done that that day, I would have never heard, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I mean, I got it. Wow. It was life-changing. Made my prayers a lot shorter. <laughs> Remember Ephesians 3.20 says, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Don't undermine what God is saying to you. Don't let Satan do identity theft and hijack you. 